0: Welcome to another edition of the Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association Podcast. I'm your host, Levi Bristow, and this is your source for all things Kentucky High School Baseball. So today, we bring you one of my most favorite conversations. Literally, the podcast was supposed to start about three or four days earlier, and uh, but the first night I talked to Coach, we had some issues with the internet as far as uploading the podcast, but uh, still... I ended up talking to him for a couple hours. It was a great conversation. Couldn't get him off the phone. My wife was getting mad at me for being on the phone with him so long, and uh, but I could not stop talking about all things considering driveline baseball, how they train, the way they conduct themselves in Lawrence County, and just what a great, impressive conversation with Coach Feldner. Also, for those that are aware and not aware, Coach Feldner's been an advocate for Kentucky High School baseball, presenting his case for the class system in front of the, uh, the, the board and just going all out, we're trying to make baseball better across the bluegrass. So that being said, I'm going to dive into this episode. So you all can hear what a great, great mind and uh, head baseball coach he is. So let's get into it. So I have Coach Feltner on the line. Coach Feltner, uh, how are we doing tonight, man?
1: Doing great, Coach. I appreciate you having us on tonight.
0: Well, of course, of course, and uh, as we said earlier in our previous recording that we tried to do, you know, we we recommend this through Twitter, as uh, I know you mentioned, you guys have a a team Twitter page, and uh, from some of your rivals, they said you did a great job with it with your team, they always seem well prepared, and uh, so I was excited to get you on, and and just based on our conversation last time, I'm real excited to get you on, so uh, let's just kind of start at the beginning and talk about how you you, uh, ended up at, uh, at Lawrence County uh well yeah uh i'm you know i met
1: my wife she's a lawrence county native we met in college uh, and uh i'm from hazard originally and uh you know things just kind of worked out we i mean we started dating and and uh, of course you know not long after um ended up getting married and then when i graduated we uh you know i applied for a job down here uh, her brother was uh, big in the community uh played football here and played football at marshall and he was in the coaching and And uh, one thing kind of led to another, and I was fortunate enough to get a job, and I've been here ever since.
0: Well, that's awesome. How many years has it been?
1: This will be my 22nd year
0: here. 22nd year. climbing the all-time win chart.
1: (laughs) I I don't know about that. I've, I've, uh, you know, I spent my first – I didn't tell you last night. I spent my first 10 years as an assistant coach under uh, Coach Uh Randy Keaton, and then I've been the head coach of the last 11. This will be my 12th. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we've – uh he he had a great career won over 500 games and i you know i was really fortunate to uh be able to work under him for a decade and and uh you know learn a lot uh on on both ends of things so uh you know we've we've been pretty blessed here
0: that's great yeah it's one thing that you know i've mentioned before once in the other podcast that you know my next job in life and being an assistant baseball coach so i can learn something and uh and also less responsibility of all the other stuff that goes with it. You know, as much easier. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody loves the assistant coach and the head coach. No, i a big fan of, you know, so. that That's right. That's <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, there, there can be some tough, lonely days. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, if I could go back and do anything over, I, I wouldn't change a thing. You know, i made made a lot of mistakes and, and things like that. But I really believe you learn from your mistakes. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunities that I've had.
0: Well, so let's go ahead and just uh, talk and dive in more. So you took over. So once you took over as the head coach, uh, what were some of the first things you tried You tried to do with the program?
1: Well, honestly, Coach Keaton, uh, he he permitted me a lot of freedoms, um, really from the first year on. Um, and he, you know, he – I mean, he gave me a lot of ability, uh, gave me a lot of freedom to make a lot of choices. He, he uh, you know, he um, – he gave me the responsibility of scheduling. I mean, a lot of stuff that head coaches do, uh, you know, he really kind of prepped me for that. Uh, yeah. you know, we were, his last year we were, uh, we, we finished in the state championship game. So, <laughs> you know, it was kind of, kind of a tough year to kind of step in. And we, we graduated five kids that year and all five of them went and played college baseball. So we, you know, we had a really young team, but we had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of momentum in our program, um, had a lot of good kids coming back too, and, uh, um, you know, we were able to kind of match, uh, you know, that, that previous year and get back to the state tournament and, uh, you know, things. And, uh, we, you know, we just I, honestly, um, you know, like I told you last night, we don't try to reinvent anything. We just try to really roll our sleeves up and work hard. And um, that's kind of been my uh, philosophy my entire career, uh, both both in coaching and professionally at school. Um, you know, and that's – uh, as I've gotten older, I try to work smarter too. Uh, you know like I said you you learn a lot Uh, you learn a lot what works and what doesn't work but uh, you know that's that's kind of been where we're at here
0: right so let's talk about also what we talked about last night as far as you get the job and uh, for you one of the first things you want to start doing is improve the facilities is that correct
1: that is right Uh, you know that that happened actually back in 1998 and that was one of the things that coach Keaton allowed me to do Uh, he allowed me uh, you know really to go to work on our field and um, you know, and I, uh, he, he wasn't an elderly man by any means, but he was older and, you know, and, and certainly was uh, towards, the, you know, the latter half of his career. And, um, you know, and I've always been a big facility guy and I was younger and had a lot of energy and, uh, you know, and I still do. But we every year we, we try to do something to our ballpark, uh, you know, to make improvements. And, um, and that certainly has not been a one-man show with me. I mean, we've had a lot of people in our community, Um, like I told you last night, our players, uh, you know, we try to teach them how to take care of the field that way, the daily maintenance stuff. I mean, they, uh, you know, they, they do all that. They've got a, a pre game, a pre uh, post game, you know, job to do the same thing on practice days. They, you know, they understand the importance of tarping. They don't like to tarp, but, uh, you know, in our, uh, in our area in February, and March, unfortunately, you've got to, you know, you've got to do those things or you're, you're never going to get on the field. So, um you know i i I believe that your facilities is a reflection of your program and uh you know like i said we've been fortunate with resources but now a lot a lot of things that we've done has been you know has been uh 100 volunteer type work and uh you know like we've been we've been really blessed anybody that's been to our ballpark you know usually has pretty good things to say about it and uh you know and i I appreciate that. I do, uh, because I, you know, I understand some places. You know, other places are not as fortunate as we are. So, uh, you know, it's not that people are lazy or anything. It's just, you know, some people aren't as fortunate. So, um, you know, I'm I'm thankful for what we have.
0: Right, man. That's it. Does take a, same community to get behind the baseball program? And it sounds like you guys have excellent, excellent people around you to help improve all that and make Lawrence County baseball go.
1: Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. It's a it's it's a pretty unique situation. It is.
0: So let's uh, talk about your little. Let's dive into your your uh, off season here. So the is starting up, and uh, let's talk about some of the things that uh, that you guys are starting to work on uh, as the fall semester rolls on for early early year workouts.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, we, uh, you know, we like like I told you last night. We, uh, I'm a I'm a big believer in the weight room. Um, you know we are. We've got guys that uh, get in there and absolutely get after it. And uh, you know that that that's changed um, obviously since uh, since I was a teenage kid uh, back in the '80s and early '90s. Uh, you know, baseball guys didn't really lift. I mean, even at the highest level, not many were lifting. And uh, you know, we've uh, we certainly subscribed to it, bought into it, and our kids have. And uh, you know, we've uh, we started that as soon as we started back in school. Um, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, we, uh, you know, we, we do 6am workouts. We do those on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And that, what that has done is that is throughout our season. And, uh, last year was the first year that we did that. And, and it really, I think it was really beneficial and fruitful for us, um, and, you know, and paid off in the, in the end. And, um, you know, and then we've got, we've got guys that stick, stick around after, uh, you know, after school and get another workout in. So, uh, you know, it's, I, I've seen guys completely transform their bodies and and in turn transform what t- type of player they are simply by the work they put in the weight room. Um, so, you know, that, that's going on right now. And we also, uh, like we discussed earlier, we, uh, I think most people in our area, know, I've had plenty of conversations with, uh, other coaches. We've, we have bought into driveline,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: you know, and I, I'll be honest that, uh, that took uh, that took more convincing uh, for me than than the weight room side of it, uh, <laughs> simply because you know, like I said, when I was a kid, we were taught you don't throw anything heavier than five ounces, and uh, you know, there's a lot of weighted balls, a lot of differentiated balls, a lot of underweighted balls too, you know, and in, in, in different things in that program. But uh, we've uh, this will be the third year that we've done it, and uh, I don't. The only thing I regret with it is that we didn't do it earlier. Um, our kids have. Uh, uh, you know, really bought into it. Um, Coach Steven Blevins is one of my assistant coaches. He played here and uh, went on to play at the University of Cincinnati in Marshall. And, uh, you know, following that up, he, he had a five-year pro- professional career. And uh, he's, he's the one that's implemented it. And, uh, you know, like I said, three. Uh, this will be the third season we've done it. And it's it's produced remarkable results for us. And uh, you know, and we we've got a pretty stringent schedule with it, and I'm sure you won't talk about that more in a little bit too. But, uh, but you know uh, it. You know, yeah. not only from the strength. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, I said no. I said you know it. You know, we already talked about. We're going dive into that, but go ahead and finish up your uh, your point.
1: Yeah, man. Well, I was just saying, you know, not only from the strength standpoint, but the uh, you know the health side of it. I mean, for the first time in my coaching career, our guys, uh, you know, they're actually they're recovering. Uh, but, you know, if, if they're a pitcher, uh, you know, because we're we, you know, we don't have we don't have a single uh, P.O. I mean, we just don't. You know, uh, our our best pitcher is going to play first or short yep. or center or, uh, you know, and that's the way that it's always been, uh, you know, for the last two decades here. And, and, and honestly, that's the way that it is. Most schools in our area, there's a couple that have, that have been fortunate to have some pitcher onlys, But, uh, you know, so that 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 was big for me. I mean, you know that our guys are recovering, and uh, you know, and and we're you know we're 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 very cautious with them. I mean, we don't set and uh, you know our our guys. are – our, our we, we didn't talk about this last night, but early in the season, you know, we'll start out the year pretty much 50 to 75 pitches max, depending on where they got up to in bullpens before the season. Uh, but we we sell them until the until the postseason have have a guy break 100 pitches yeah. and. Uh, you know, I, again, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know if that's right. I, I think that works for us. Um, you know, we try to keep our guys where they pitch one day a week. Um, we did have one kid last year that uh, kind of served as a closer, and that's the first time in a long time we've had one of those. So, he, you know, he would throw an inning uh, maybe two or three times a week. Right. And uh, But other than that, we really try to have a five- to seven-day rest period uh, with, all of our, uh, with all of our pitchers on our arms and, you know, just try to keep them fresh in that way. And, and again, it wor- it's worked for us, but it may not work for you or, you know, or somebody else. So, I don't think there's an exact science with that.
0: Well, you know, as a, as a, as a physical therapist, I love everything you said as far as, you know, giving the guys, you know, pitching one time a week. I know that our kids yep. you know the magic number is 100 innings. You know, it's you have 100 innings to throw all throughout a calendar year and uh so they and finish the season up they know exactly where they're at and how many innings they throw in the summer and right yeah yep. and in my first year we had a kid who did those 70 innings during the season and our ace uh, tyler morrison who's now pitching it he said he'll be a uh sophomore at Asbury. He's a good so okay. he's a good left-handed pitcher big guy and a good kid anyways he uh he uh, had 72 innings for us after his junior year and uh he uh he knew he going through throw twenty-eight innings during the summer for Legion baseball, and he, uh, I know that his Legion coach is like, "Oh, he's dying to pitch," but he knows he's limited on innings. So I was, I was glad that the community yeah. with our uh, with our Legion program. But,
1: yeah, that is good. Yeah, yeah. I have, that, I, you know, I've never, uh, I don't, I don't think I've ever uh, heard that hundred innings in a, in a you know twelve-month period. But uh, that's that's not a bad idea. We, uh, you know, the year before we started Drive Line, this was one of the major motivations behind it. Um, you know, of course, Kentucky, we can play middle school kids up. Right. And, um, I, I, had a, I, I had a seventh grader who's now uh, a sophomore. Um, and man, he was, he was lots out. he's the kid that actually just this past summer committed to UK. Right. Um, uh, he's a left handed kid and, and he's actually Stevie Blevins' nephew, but, oh, nice. uh, he, he, he was so efficient, it was crazy. And we look at the end of the year, and he's, he's thrown too many innings. But then you look at his total pitches because, we, we, you know, we our stat program tracks those too. And, yeah. and he's thrown less pitches than anybody else on our team, you know. Wow. But uh, still, at, at the end of the day, I mean, he, he threw too many pitches. And that's – that you know, that led to uh, – that's what we talked about. Uh, what we wanted to get to is, uh, you know, just more pitching depth. So, this past year we had six guys throw over 30 innings. And, and I was – we were very pleased with that. Yeah obviously we had a, you know we had a good season so we we were able to create that kind of depth and i honestly believe that that program had a lot to do with it because it gave it gave kids that probably weren't going to pitch or or weren't ready it gave them that that edge and confidence you know that uh, i can go out and compete at a higher level so
0: and so just talking about the driveline again for the, the the throwing program part of it let's talk about kind of like how you all are pretty uh adamant about sticking to the schedule and and uh and so and just kind of briefly touch on some of the results you've seen as far as the velocity numbers over the past
1: okay yeah uh you know when we got it um you know we we bought the program and um i i, I think i told you last night you know i was pretty hesitant right uh, especially we had tried some other weighted ball stuff the year or two before and uh we, we bought the program and coach Blevins actually the summer before, uh, he, he put himself through the, through it. He put himself through the eight week on ramp. And, uh, you know, this guy, like I said, he, he pitched professionally and, uh, he had been done for four or five years, but I think he started out like, eight, uh, in, in the low to mid eighties on, on, on a run and gun type test, you know, and, and, uh, by the time he got done, he was up over 90. And I kidded him. I said, man, I'm afraid I'm going to lose you back, you know, back to pitching. But, uh, after he after he put himself through it, we we invested even more in it, and uh, you know our like I said, our numbers just they started exploding. But we, I didn't know any any other way to do other than let's stick to exactly what it says. So that's that's what we have done. That's what we've continued to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but then after you buy the program, you've got. Uh, you know, on, on your website, each team's got your own website. There's there's a lot of other programs. And we last year we were able to dive into those. You know, we were able to take a kid that uh, ne- didn't necessarily have that much mound uh, experience. Yes. And, uh, there you know, there are mound programs, blend to mound, and, and different things like that. So uh, after each kid does that eight-week on-ramp program, then, you know, we kind of individualize it. And it's a little bit more work on us, but we feel like it's beneficial. You know, we've got other guys that we just really try to build velocity and, and, uh, you know, and things like that. But, uh, you know, we, we stick to it pretty tight. Uh, the first two weeks, they're going Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, weeks three through eight, they're going four days a week Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And, uh, of course, you know, they test every Friday. And, uh, I'll be honest, we, we made, uh, we make a big production out of it. We video it. We crank up music. Uh, we've got a big sign that we post their numbers, and uh, you know, and our our guys they they take pride in it. I mean, they really do, and they they like getting after it. And it's honestly, it's it's just like weight training. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a it's an intense type workout, and uh, um, you know, and I think I told you last night too. We we learned that, uh, you know, not, it's not for everybody. I mean, you know, we really try to screen guys as far as what their mental makeup Mm -hmm. is and are they physically ready, uh, you know, to go through it because that first year we, we ran a lot of guys through it that weren't ready and um, you know, and and they did not see the results, but the older guys or the, you know, the guys with the, with the right mental makeup, they did. So we don't, we know we don't force it on anybody, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know the ones that we run through it, they know what to, they know what to expect out of it. Let me throw a
0: couple a couple of things out there regarding that. So, yeah, so I, I talked you to, about last night how you know, I do recommend, as I did, you know, reading hacking hacking the kinetic chain. That's the, uh, yeah. that's the whole book on the driveline program and kind of the uh, parameters, you know, Kyle Bodie and them talk about how uh as far as before they start the, the weighted ball program they should be able to front squat like 1.6 times your body weight yep. deadlift you know yeah it actually gives for coaches yep. out there they want to know and i'm sure there will be and probably some reached out to, to you after this coach uh there's actually some guidelines they put in there you don't want to just get a kid on a weighted ball or plow balls start throwing against the wall you want to make sure they have some of that strength uh as far as they have
1: absolutely
0: strength, and they have the specific lifts what you know like a deadlift front squat what they should yep. be at in yep. order to start the program, which, which is great, which is awesome. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, and, and they also have those flexibility screening yeah. tests. And, you know, we, we, run, we run our guys through those. And, you know, for the, for those out there that, that have done it, I, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of the drills, uh, there's a lot of kids that physically are not coordinated enough, enough to do yeah. them. And, uh, you know, what I, I think I told you, uh, you know, earlier in the conversation, um, you know, we may have some guys that are we're not running through drive on this year, but we we may have our eye on on some that we we think we might want to line up for next year. So, you know, we may introduce some of those drills and have them practice um uh, because they're you know they're not easy to uh and I, I'm you know, like I said, I, I'm not a physical therapist. So, you know, my background, I mean, you've read hacking the kinetic chain. I mean it it's it's high level yeah, stuff. Yeah. And you know, and 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 you know, me I do have a phys ed background, you know, if it's high level for me, then these 15, 16, 17 year old kids, uh, you know, <laughs> it's really high level for yeah. them. And then they, you know, on top of that, they're the ones that have to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we, we try to teach, we, we download videos. We use um, coach actually uses the Google classroom and he will video, uh, he'll pull different videos off of driveline, you know, the, yeah. the how to videos and, and uh, so our kids have access to that. We video them doing the drills. They have access to that. That way they can kind of, uh, you know, coach themselves up, which is what we try to get to. But, uh, you know, it's high school, so you still kind of have to uh, stay right there with them, uh, you know, on it, making sure they're doing the correct, you know, correct technique. But
0: I mean, I want to say I'm going to pray for all those coaches out there that that listen to this podcast and, and there's a lot of other ones similar to it. And you're like, man, I got a lot more work to do. <laughs> as far as stuff well, of that, really. I, I mean, honestly, but that's everything you're talking about, Coach. You know, you want to empower the player to give them yeah. information, and then and coach them on it, yeah. educate them on it, you know, show them how to, and have yeah. access to resources. And then you hope that you know, as we tell our, we tell our kids, you know good players are made of practice, but great ones are made outside of practice. And you hope that that's right. And you hope that they take yeah. that information, and then they can you know start coaching themselves. You know,
1: that's amazing yeah absolutely A- absolutely and that you know and i
0: don't know that uh
1: I, I mean some of that kind of stuff maybe when i'm done coaching i'll look back on it and uh you know because we talk we talk all the time with our coaches about leadership and you know and i i i'm not certain how much leadership is out there with high school teenage kids yeah. uh you know i i don't i mean you can't force it down kids i think it kind of evolves and um, you know, and certain and certain kids will step up, and and uh, you don't even realize until the season's over, and you'll be like, man, that dude was our leader, you know. And uh, because bottom line is, leadership is whoever's following you, you know. I mean, it's if, if, how much influence you've got over the team and things like that. So, um, and that can be positive and negative, uh, is what I've seen. But uh, you know, ultimately, we you know, we try to get these kids to where they, you know, like you said, they kind of uh, self coach, and uh, we certainly do that with their swing. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, because I'm big on that. I just, I think, I think you can, I think you can overcoach the swing to where your kids is, you know, just so screwed up mentally. They're not, uh, they can't get in a, they can't get in a batter's box when it matters and compete, um, you know, because they're thinking too much and things like that. So uh, we really try to get them to feel their swing and, uh, you know, and every kid's different. And, you know, we just try to, you know, try to get them, uh, you know, some basic fundamentals. uh, Again, not rewriting the, rewriting the how-to book, uh, certainly not here at Lawrence County, but, uh, you know, to where it, it fits them and what they can physically do. Right.
0: Yeah, man, you all doing great. I, I love everything that – you know, I told you last night, I was like, man, I was so amped up after our conversation last night. And, and, you know, some coaches you you talk with and you can just tell that you guys have kind of the same thought process as far as like the driveline and all that stuff. As we – you know, the last school I coached that. We'd, we, that's all we, we – like I said, we had the, the first order of weighted bats. We were on the first order – yeah. You know, I get yep, Two months out waiting it's Like, oh, those weighted bats in here now work on the Yeah. yeah. You know? But uh, but anyways, we're great. So let's talk a little bit about. Uh, so we talked about the drive line thing, which is a big part of the once with about y'all's program. But uh, what about as far as uh, once this, once the I know you said during the season it was the first time y'all got to lift weights throughout the year, <laughs> and uh, the, the progress up that the how it help your players maintain their strength. Now, did you guys weigh them throughout the year? Do the body weight measurements or anything like that? oh yeah that.
1: yeah we we don't uh, we, you know we don't do the bmi or anything like that just body yeah. weight i mean uh most of our kids uh you know like most high school kids man these these guys their metabolism so high i mean you know I, uh we do try to we do try to talk to them about nutrition and what they're eating what they're putting in their body and you know and, and correct hydration and stuff like that we've got some kids i think that uh you know uh dabble in some supplement type stuff so we really try to preach hydration to them but uh you know i honestly body weight i think is a pretty good measurement like i was telling you last night about one of our players who happens to be my son uh, in particular uh you know the weight room is completely uh restructured what kind of player he is and uh you know and that's that's a complete tribute to him and and what he's been willing to do in it but uh you know a couple of years ago like i told you he was able to put on 12 15 pounds during the year in the weight room and then throughout the season he ends up losing 15 yeah. to 18 pounds so uh you know it's uh and i'm that's what we were sitting there talking about you know what are we what are we doing i mean it's almost like you know uh the previous six seven eight months was uh flushed down the toilet come season and uh you know so we kind of came up with the 6 a.m deal and uh you know it's 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 a big deal i mean last year um you know we would have anywhere from 12 to 15 kids in the weight room at six o'clock in the morning and uh again can't we can't we're you know we're a, a county school and kind of spread out so i don't make it mandatory but uh there's there's good positive peer pressure you know guys know other guys are there and they want to get there and uh you know, this year, man, we've been running uh, – we've had up over 20. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's, it's something I think that uh, will be around for a while because what we have found is that is by far the best part of their day. Yeah. And once once they, once they get into a good mode of sleeping and, and, and good sleeping habits, you know, they, they, they get out of the bed and they, they get in there and they get after it. And uh, they, like I said, they've really seen uh, their weight room numbers. We, mm-hmm. we test – every five weeks we test in the weight room. And they can see that progress, you know. And we'll post the results in the locker room, and uh, you know. And I, I mean, in education, which I know you're not in that background, you know, uh, professionally speaking. But I mean, everything's about data. Everything's about data. And uh, I think sometimes in that in that realm, I think we overdo it. But uh, you know, I, I I do think it's you know those type of things are important. And uh, kids kids certainly feed off of it. They're motivated by it. And uh, you know, if it if it works, then I think we'd be foolish not to do it.
0: Right, of course yeah so let's talk a bit just to dive into the testing portion so do you all test one rep um
1: it coach it just depends uh honestly it's just some stuff i've came up with through the years um we test uh there there are um there are probably three or four core lifts that we will test uh, a one rep max we'll test the squat we'll test uh we'll test deadlift i'm big on deadlift oh yeah um I've read some I've read some stuff about it and uh, you know, we really we really try to push technique and we try to push uh let's let's see how much weight you can pull, you know. And uh um, uh, you know, a lot of it is speed and agility type stuff that we test. Uh, we test a lot of core uh, things, pull ups, we do pull ups, coach we do pull ups probably three, sometimes four times okay. a week. Our kids that they- and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just big on it. I think it's big in the swing. I think your back is big in the swing. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, we've got guys that weigh over 200 pounds that will do 25 to 30 overhand pull-ups. And that. that's pretty impressive, that's, you know. Well, um, yeah. And so, I mean, you know, the, just those type of things. There's probably a dozen different things that we test. And, um, and we do it on the – like I said, we will test uh, week one, and then we will go through a four, four-week cycle of lifting. Um, and then we will test again, and we do that. Honestly, we do that all year.
0: Man, that's awesome, Coach. That's all that stuff. I was just like I told. I told you last time. I'm like w- w- when you all, when you have practices, I'm gonna go watch y'all do your stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> coach, you'll be
1: welcome down anytime. Hey, I'll be, Absolutely. I'll
0: be taking a vacation in a few weeks. I'm gonna get my butt up to Lawrence County, Region 15, and, and uh, watch y'all work out, man. Because I, I'll really, seriously, I want to see how y'all do some of the stuff and get it all in. And and so all this stuff you talk about it. It just gets my ears perked up and. It's kind of, like I said, the same road I drive down as far as the, the improving players and strength and conditioning and all that stuff. It's amazing. Now right. Let's talk about a little bit right. more as far as the, uh, the baseball is concerned. So, the games you're playing, games are going on, what are some things you kind of look for during the game? Are you like a, a late inning adjustment guy? Or do you like you all play a small ball? How do you all do as far as your like, game-style uh, game of management?
1: Well, coach, it just depends on what kind of team you've got. You know, uh, we're, um, you know, we don't coach college baseball, so we can't, we can't literally recruit our entire roster, right. um, you know, to match what type of, you know, what style of play we like. Um, you know, this past year we, we had some kids that could hit the ball out of the ballpark, and uh, I, like anybody else in baseball, I love the home run. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie to you, I do. And if you can hit them. Uh, then I buy George. I think you need to hit him, but we do. We do. You know, we tried to do a really good job with the bunting game too, mm-hmm. um, just because you know. My here's my philosophy: is uh, it's pretty simple. Is you got to make high school kids make plays, right. and uh, you know, uh, and and I I count a strikeout not making a play, and I count a lazy pop up not making a play, uh, because pretty much anybody can make those plays. So um, you know, and I'm not sitting here saying we've got to beat the ball into the ground, but. Uh, you know, we, we, we try to put pressure on the de- on uh, our opposing defenses and, you know, just the same as anybody else. But uh, honestly, just depends on what type of, you know, kids you've got. I mean, we've had teams that we've had a lot of speed and we run oh. a lot, you know. Uh, last year's team, we didn't have a whole lot of speed. We didn't run a lot. But uh, we had a lot of power. We had a lot of doubles and we had a lot of home runs. So, um, you know, no, you know, and I think we have that potential to be that this year as well um you know but you never know how you never know what's going what's going to transpire on the field with high school kids from year to year though so um you know we just you just try to feel your team out uh, early in the season and 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 play to their strengths and um you know I, I've I, early on I, and I've certainly have seen other coaches do it man you're going to play it my way you go, this is the way we're going to play you know and if that if that's really not the makeup of your team uh physically speaking then you know you can you can be in for a long year um, so, uh, we just try to adjust to what t- what type of kids we've got at that you know at that current time, right? And uh, and, and you know and play and play the thing. So the,
0: the first part of the season, do you try different lineups? Do you try to work things around? Do you kind of stick the same thing, or you know, for me, like last year, we had nine. I, last year, I feel like we had like our nine guys, you know, so it was kind of simple. But the last couple of years, we were always trying to find like you know the right you know right fielder, center, yep. or whatever position was. But how about, how about R- right?
1: We – uh that's funny you, you say that. This past year, uh, I'm going to say that I changed lineups uh, more than I have uh, maybe the entire uh, – my entire career combined. Uh, we just could not. We were winning games, but it wasn't – you know, early on it wasn't pretty. And uh, we just could not settle on the lineup and – uh, as far as the batting order right. goes, you know, and I mean, we were, it was just constantly until, you know, until about middle of the year. And then once we figured, you know, it just kind of evolved and, uh, you know, we took a kid uh, that ended up leading the state in home runs and he ended up, I ended up dropping him down to the seven or eight hole for a couple games. And then he hits about three or four home runs in the next two games. And it, you know, kind of woke him up a little bit. and But while we did that, we, we reconfigured the top. Two or three in our lineup, and that's what we ended up sticking with when, when he moved back up. So, um, you know, like I said, you, there's not an exact science to it. I think you just kind of got to go with the, you know, the, the the flow and how you know and how kids are performing. Uh, you know, and and uh, your 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 team will figure itself out. And uh, sometimes it, the hardest part in coaching is sometimes being patient and allow that to right. happen. Right.
0: Yeah. So as far as uh like your teams have been highly successful uh versus teams maybe not as successful as just some like characteristics of uh, of the the culture of the team that, that you thought stood out.
1: Yeah, honestly, uh our kids here for the last decade and a half for sure, uh man, they take a lot of pride in it. And uh, you know, I don't I don't know that any one outworks the other. Um I think a lot you know a lot of times uh what uh what I might look at your team as, as a success, you may look at it differently, right. um, you know, and, and, wins and losses. I, I, you know, and I, we put, we do put a premium on them. We put a lot of pressure on our kids. We put a lot of pressure on them in the weight room. We put a lot of pressure on them in practice to perform because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we, we, uh, winning's funner than losing and nobody <laughs> like, you know, nobody likes going out and not being competitive. So, uh, you know, uh, but at the end of the, you know, at truly at the end of the year, um, you know, a record can be deceiving. And, and you know, sometimes we've, uh, you know, maybe have a really young ball club and, uh, you know, they may not uh, be up to quite to a, a higher standard as far as wins and losses go, but it might have been a successful year, you know, in, in our family anyway, right. uh, in the way we perceive it, uh, you know. So, I, I mean – just depending on what kind of kids you've got and, you know, things like that. But uh, every year has been an absolute blast for me. I mean, we've had some years that, you know, the injury bug kind of gets you and things like that. And some things may have been a little bit disappointing, but uh, our, our kids, they, they, they pay a high price in commitment and sacrifice and, uh, you know, for a coach, that that's the most rewarding part. Yeah,
0: of course, man. So I I feel like I got a pretty good, 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 uh, at least somewhat grasp on what uh, Lawrence County baseball is all about. You all train them hard, work them hard. You set a culture where kids fight there, like they have uh, the the peer pressure to be there, but yet they want to be there, which is amazing. Just like you yeah. said today, some kids worked out today on Labor Day, which is just amazing in itself, coach. And that just that's yep. a big uh, attribute to you and the and the and the program you got going on there, and uh, so let's kind of switch gears here a little bit. Let's just talk about Region 15 briefly and uh, and some of the great uh, programs up there in that region, and uh, give them some shout-outs if you can.
1: Oh, absolutely! Uh, you know, last year we uh, it's it's worked out this way the last few years. We've we've had uh, some tough regional tournament draws, uh, and I, I mentioned a few programs last night. Uh, you know, last year we had to go. Uh, first round was Paintsville, the second round was Pikeville, and then the uh, in the regional finals was uh, Johnson Central. And um, you know, Paintsville and and uh, Johnson Central, they both uh, in the last few years have been in the state tournament a few you know quite a few times, and 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 have had success there as well. Uh, you know, in doing that, Pikeville's program is one of the most storied uh, in the region. Uh, they've got great tradition, mm-hmm. they've got great kids, great athletes, and. And, uh, you know, really a good sports community. And all three of those communities are. uh, And I I don't see that anything will change this year with that. I think all three will be, uh, you know, highly competitive, uh, certainly good enough to uh, make a run in our region. And and I do, I think there are, you know, I think there are a couple other schools that uh, certainly pose some uh, dangerous threats. I think uh, in our own district, I think Floyd Central, they've got a couple good pitchers. Um, you know, they can give anybody problems on a given day and uh, Pike County Central the same and Belfry. So I, I think there'll be pretty good parity in our region this year. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I, I, I wouldn't call uh, – I would I certainly wouldn't call any one school a favorite, but uh, I think there are certainly a handful that, uh, that are good enough, talented enough that if they're playing well at the right time and, and catch a break or two, you know, can win the region and get to the state tournament. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. I know Paintsville – Back when I was still coaching the Little League had, in like twenty fifteen they were uh, competing to go to to win the state the bowling green, go Little yeah. World Series with those guys and, and I guess I'm pretty sure they have some up and coming young kids in Paintsville. I know that it should be pretty good too. Pain,
1: yeah, Paintsville always does, Coach. And, you know, they're kind of a unique situation. Uh, Paintsville and Johnson Central are both within the city limits of, uh, you know, of Paintsville. And uh, their little league kind of splits. And, you know, they've got kids that go, you know, both ways. And, of course, you know, Johnson County's got their own Cal Ripken League, too. So, uh, it's it's a really good baseball town. Um, it always has been. Um, you know, Paintsville's the – uh, you mentioned classification. Paints was the last single A school, uh, public single A school, to win a state championship in Kentucky. So, there you uh, go. and that was in 1990. But uh, you know, so it, it, they, you know, like I said, and you throw Pikeville in there too. I'm, I'm telling you, there's a lot of uh, here in Eastern Kentucky. There's a lot of you know tradition rich programs, and and uh, you know we feel like that this year will be uh, it ought to be a fun and exciting year in our region as as it's been the last few.
0: Hi, Coach, and now I'm going to give you time to kind of brag about your assistant coaches and uh, how they help make Lawrence County one of the best programs in the state.
1: Yeah. Uh, Coach, like I, I was telling you earlier, uh, man, I've been really, I've been really really blessed. I mean, uh, God has put me in a great place and been surrounded by a lot of great people. Um, you know, currently uh, on our coaching staff, I've mentioned Stephen Blevins. Uh, he takes care of all of our pitching. Uh, another guy that has been with our program for 13 years uh is is, uh jackie holt uh coach holt uh, he, he coaches all of our outfield stuff and uh you know he's he's their head coach himself but uh you know some of the other things that he does that really promotes our program is he he puts together a lot of highlight videos and they're all over the internet and he's got his own youtube page and uh, that, that's a big part of that's a big part of our program. Our kids really, really, really take pride in those things, and and uh you know he's all the time getting different people to video different things. It might be in the weight room, yeah. it might be a practice. We video every game uh, from a couple different angles, so he's got, you know, he's got a lot of footage, and he he does a lot of behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people don't see. Uh, but you know, and I, as well as as he coaches our kids up, he coaches them hard and. Uh, you know and like i said that they could they could they could run practice with me not even being there and uh, you know we wouldn't we they wouldn't miss a beat and, and then we've got another guy matt maynard who joined our staff a few years ago and uh like i said we've just we've got a lot of good uh you know good moral high character guys that are involved in our program and uh and our kids here at lawrence county are really are really blessed to be, have that
0: and uh just just to finish you up on that point real quick coach and uh so you said you kind of like kind of meditate towards hitters or what areas does uh, each coach kind of focus on?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do uh, a lot of the hitting stuff. We, of course we all chop up in batting practice, but if we're, we're doing stuff actually working on guys swings, I do a lot of that. Um, like I said, coach Holt takes care of all defensive stuff in the outfield, um, including game alignments. We go and we scout a lot. So, you know, we try to build up uh, as much information as we can on the, on the teams that we need uh you know information on and things like that uh coach Blevins does uh, takes care of a lot of our defensive stuff on the infield and and uh, as well as coordinate our pitching and and things like that and defensively i try to work with our catchers uh, you know just kind of by default uh yeah. you know i'm not uh, necessarily a uh, have a tremendous background in catching but uh you know we we just try to split it up like that and we do a lot of individual stuff you know defensively every day and uh, in those areas of focus those guys take them and like I said there are many days I don't even talk to our infielders or our outfielders I mean in an entire practice it's it's not uncommon for me you know except for the beginning and end of practice uh, when you address the entire team but a lot of, a lot of our stuff we do we do in the individual top, top stations
0: well that's awesome so let's go ahead and switch gears now and I'm excited. We didn't get into this last night. And I told you that we were bringing it up. And I remember some few emails that you sent to the coaches across the state. But uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Kentucky High School Baseball Coach Association in general about uh, as far as the state tournament classification system, if uh, you want to talk about that.
1: Yeah. Uh, you just you want to just dive right in with the class system? D-
0: dive right into it. I'm I'm, I'm excited nope. to hear it. <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh, you know, it was, I'm going to say it's probably been five or six years ago now. Um, you know, I've always been perplexed that, uh, that we do things the way we do things in the state of Kentucky. And, uh, so I, I, I set out on a mission, I think it was in 2015 actually. Um, you know, and I just, man, I started, uh, that entire summer, we went to the state tournament, we got beat, uh, uh, you know, didn't play well, whatever. But you know that in that that has nothing to do with it. But uh, we had been to the state tournament, uh, you know, a pretty good amount of times in that in that period. Yeah. And 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 I go to the state tournament every year, and, and you know, and I I try to get back. I, I seldom go to the state finals, but if we're not in it, I try to go to the semifinal semifinal night. Yeah. And, you know, you, usually you're going to see four, four high level teams, and you know, two really good games and things like that. But uh, you know, so I. I, I, like I said, I've always been perplexed that, uh, that, uh, we play for one state championship and, and, uh, you know, and I know some di- different people have differing opinions on it, but I I'm pretty confident in saying that the vast majority of uh, baseball coaches in the state of Kentucky, uh, share that same sentiment. I mean, I, I actually did a poll with every coach in the state and, uh, gathered a lot of really good information and, and, uh, contacted several other state associations and, uh, <sighs> you know, and and gathering this information. And I went down to the – I went down to the Board of Control um, at the KHSAA headquarters in Lexington and and did a big presentation. And and, uh, I I thought it had some uh, momentum, and I still do. Uh, You know, they couldn't refute anything that I'd said. And uh, they were were actually very positive about, you know, about the presentation, uh, you know, in that regard. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day – uh, you know, what it comes down to is it comes back down to basketball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it comes down to that's, you know, to the, uh, you know, the uh, state state basketball tournament in Lexington and, uh, you know, things like that. And I understand, you know, the, the revenue side of it. But uh, I, I'm still – I still don't understand why, you know, we couldn't – we 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 couldn't do the you know one thing in baseball versus uh, what they do in basketball, and I can show you the numbers, coach. Even like compared to football, because that's what I told them. I said, you know, honestly, uh, these these guys winning state championships in baseball are playing the same amount of kids that uh, your your four and five five uh, A and six A uh, state football champions are playing in the state finals. So, uh, you know, from a debt standpoint, uh, I I really feel like that. Uh, you know, that we're, that we're doing the schools in the state of disservice, uh, and not just the small schools. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of big schools in, in areas that may get knocked off by a a small school because they've got one, one great pitcher, you know, on one given day, uh, when, you know, if those teams played a seven game series, there would be no question who would win that series. But, uh, you know, so, I, I mean, we went round and round about it. But, uh, you know, they said they promised that they would do a one-year uh, review and research uh, other states and things like that. And uh, at the end of the day, they ended up declining it. And, uh, you know, it's kind of kind of killed the momentum off a little bit. But, not, you know, I'm not done. I'm positive about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I have a, an ambition that sometime during my career we will be classifying baseball in this state. Um, you know and different people have differing opinions on how many classes we should have I, pr- I propose a four class system which would give you roughly 64 65 schools in each division right. which compared to other states is a pretty good yeah. number you know I think I think anybody you know if you win a if, if you win a state championship that represents 64 65 schools I think you I think you've accomplished something pretty good Ma- uh, you know, and uh whether it's a one A, two A, or a four A, uh, you know, I don't I don't think that uh I don't think that cheapens it any. But, you know, again, that's that's kinda of my opinion. But um, I think there's some pretty good research and data to you know to back well, that. Well it up. may
0: surprise you because I know you've not been on listening to podcasts. We've talked about that, but you know the you know the first coach was brought that up on this podcast was was uh, Geno Miller-McCracken
1: County. Uh, okay, Coach – yeah, Coach Miller and I have had uh, several conversations. There's a lot. Uh, coach Willard at Scott County, who until this oh, year – uh, you're talking you're, you're talking about the biggest school in the state of <laughs> yeah. Kentucky. Uh, you know, and, and actually I've gotten to know their football coach, uh, Coach McKee, pretty yeah. well. Uh, his son plays baseball, and he's he, – you know, the, there's a lot of support out there, especially from the larger schools – um, you know, that uh, that this thing needs to be done, you know, and uh and they, but yeah, go I'm ahead, sorry. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, and let me give a shout out to Coach Willard there. I wanna give a shout out to him. He actually coached at my alma mater, Webster County, and got them to back to back final fours. Like yes, X he fours. did.
1: And I I I remember attending the, the state tournament when he took one of those yep, teams there. That's right.
0: Yep. So I could understand. So after I after I left, we went to three regional championships in a row and lost all three, which sucked, of course. <laughs> the player. Yeah, and then yeah. and then after we left and Coach Willow took the program over and took him back to back final fours, It is just amazing for a small school like that, you know, two A.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, uh, so, yeah,
1: and that's out there with some that's out there with some pretty good sized schools. Yeah, interesting
0: County <laughs> and Christian and those bigger schools yep. and uh, yep. but yeah, so he uh he, he was there a couple of years, did an amazing job, and then went to, to Scott. I never got to meet him, but I'd like to one day. Maybe, maybe he's a great.
1: He's he's a he's a great guy. Uh, Coach yeah, Coach Willard is a great guy. He uh, he and I uh, somehow or another, I don't even know how we met, but uh, <laughs> we've we've played some summer baseball against each other and. Uh, you know he's he he's he's a really good guy. Oh,
0: well, that's, I'm, I'm, you know what, that may be our next podcast right there. He doesn't know it's coming yet. There you go. He doesn't know what's yep. coming yet, but I'm yep. gonna shout to him. This is an old Trojan alumni right there. <laughs> there you go. That's and then right. finally, Coach. Last question. It's been great talking to you. Uh, what service some of things besides the classification system? We know that's kind of outside the the well, not so much the, the the baseball coach association, but what are some things that you also feel like we could do as an association to maybe improve the game across the state of Kentucky? Uh, uh, I mean, you know, uh, I,
1: of course you played high school baseball. What year did you graduate high school coach? Oh, that's fine. Basketball. 97,
0: 97. We...
1: 97. So you and I are,
0: we're, we're close to the same yep. age. I graduated in 93, yep.
1: but, uh, uh, man, the game has grown tremendously. Uh, and I, I mean, if you just look around at facilities and again, I'm a big facilities guy, I mean. Uh, you know, when I was in high school, uh, nobody had grass infield. Nobody had lights. Uh, you know, now a lot of these high school ballparks are just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I think the Coaches Association has went a long way in promoting those type of things. I, you know, I wasn't around in those early days. I was, uh, you know, still a teenage, uh, a teenage kid. Uh, but uh, Coach Mac Whitaker – Coach Miller at PRP, uh, Jody Hamilton up the road here at Boyd County. Of course, I know he moved to West Jasmine, but, uh, you know, Coach Hamilton in our area will always be considered, uh, you know, uh, kind of the uh, uh, the benchmark uh, with running the high school program. But, uh, you know, those guys, and, and, and undoubtedly, I, sh- I shouldn't have even started naming names because I, I know I'll leave some out. But uh, – you know those those guys did a lot a lot in uh promoting the game and and uh and allowing it to grow and you know I, I think it's great that our coaches association has grown the way that it has grown uh could it be improved i'm sure it could be um and hopefully younger guys and and that would include myself you know can uh, <laughs> if if anything if anything can change is, is that more people would get involved and uh, you know, kind of take uh, take the reins uh, as those guys have, uh, you know, have gotten out of the out of the uh, out of the game from coaching. You know, it's time for other people to step up and fill their shoes. Right. Uh, you know, in that regard, but uh, I think it's pretty strong. Um, you know, I talked to some other coaches this summer about you know potentially the you know the, like the East West thing, and uh, you know, I, I think it's a big deal. Uh, I think if a kid gets selected to that, you know, it's a big yeah. deal. And I, I would, I would like to see that thing kind of grow and maybe, you know, maybe in how we select the team, maybe in, you know, in locations, which, uh, you know, it, I mean, P- uh, Pleasure Ridge Park High School is a, a phenomenal facility, but, uh, you know, it'd be nice to be able to play that thing at U of L or UK again, like I know they did once upon yeah. a time, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think, I think, I think that would help. You know, really attract kids. You know, to it because honestly, once once that state tournament ends, man, it's it's highly competitive with uh, travel baseball. Oh, teams, for sure. You know, and and we have a hard time competing with that. But uh, yeah, I mentioned to somebody. Uh, this summer uh, down there at PRP, I went down to it. Of course, you know it got rained out mm-hmm. twice, but uh, I, I mentioned to somebody about trying to do that thing like the state uh, tournament weekend, the weekend of the state championship game, which you know your 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 two teams playing for a state final. Obviously, their kids would get to participate in it, but uh, you know I, th- I think it would be you know potentially good timing to you know get a lot of kids involved that before their summer summer travel uh, travel ball stuff starts. But
0: that's uh, great. You idea. know I. That's one. Yeah, about. I mean,
1: I, 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 I think it. I think I mean, I think it'd be worth looking at, you know, uh, you know, in that regard. But yeah, I mean, that's if you can, you know, if you can uh, secure a venue like, you know, like U, U, UK's U New Field or, or, you know, or, or U of L. I. You, you know, in that regard, I don't think. Uh, but you could play that thing early in the day in the state championship game that night. You know, I think. I think number one, I think you could boost attendance that's, at the state finals. Right. But uh, man, you know, if you got have everybody in town, that's but, a
0: great idea. That's definitely something worth discussing. I will. We need to generate that email and send that up to the powers to be. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, yeah, it's like yeah. almost like the NFL in the Pro Bowl, right? The Pro Bowl is at the Super Bowl, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> that's that's what they've done because honestly
1: you know, let's just be honest. I mean, I'm a sports fan. The pro bowl, um, is the most hideous <laughs> <Yeah>. all-star game <laughs> yeah. of major right. sports. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, nobody, you know, nobody pays attention to it. Nobody watches it. Um, uh, you know, half the players don't participate in it. Um, you know, I, th- I think, uh, I think major league baseball and the NBA, I think they kind of do it right, right in the middle of it. But, uh, you know, obviously we can't do that in a short high school season, but, uh, you know, I, th- I think the timing. You know, you throw that thing in there with the state championship, and I think it could be. You know, it could be an attraction.
0: Well, coach, that's a that's a great nugget in on right there. I appreciate you uh, uh having our multiple conversations, and and we're going to talk again. I know here shortly about some uh, weighted bat stuff. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm all over that. I appreciate you sharing that information. Oh, for
0: sure, we'll do. And uh, but hey, all the coaches out there, we appreciate y'all listening to to coach Feltner, Lawrence County and coach. We're excited that you shared your program with us on the, uh, the high school baseball coach association podcast. And, uh, thank you for your time and I uh, look forward to seeing you all doing great things next year and in the future.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, thank coach. you coach. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. What a great
0: episode from coach Feltner. Hope you guys got to listen is his, his compassion for the game, to help improve the game across the state, and just what a great job he's done there, and all the Driveline stuff. Hope you guys liked a lot about that that training program. Um, I know a lot of schools across the state have done that, and just all the things Driveline has out there, all the resources. Kyle Bote, does a great job with uh, all the training, really putting a scientific approach to improving the game uh, in ways that, that people never thought of seven, eight years ago also as far as just how they approach the offseason with the, the, the culture they have with the kids showing up at 6 o'clock in the morning lifting weights uh, even not supposed to just really impressed with Coach Feltner and we expect big things from him this year uh, with Lawrence County returning most of their starters back that being said make sure you continue to like subscribe share us on iTunes anchor podcast or wherever your podcast you, you listen to them and i want to thank everybody out there for for supporting us and give us the, the recommendations for Coach Feltner I mean, I could not have had a better conversation with him and and I look forward to talking to him again and I'm going to get my butt up to Lawrence County. Just observe how they do things because I'm real excited to see how a small uh, Class 3A program can get all this training in and do things and uh, be so successful. So that being said, thanks y'all for listening and never stop learning.